Welcome back to another episode of Life and Pinstripes. I'm TJ Stolzenberg. I am James Yevon. And this is episode number 44. Mr. October himself, the Reggie of the Jackson. Reggie and Jackson. the Mr. October nickname leads us into Mr. November. November. For those of you who don't know, there's a guy out there named Derek Jeter. You might have heard of him before. You know, he played some baseball roughly about two decades for the city of New York, for the Yankees especially. Wore the number two. Yes, like and this. Wore it proud. Yeah, like this. Like this number two. Yes, back here that, that is a number see. on a jersey. Yes. But it was more than just a number on a jersey, and it was more than just a man. He was called our captain. El Capitan himself. He was a 14-time All-Star. All-time leader in franchise history in hits with 3,465. Wow. Think of it this way. The Yankees. <laughs> Garrick, Ruth, DiMaggio, Mantle, Barra, Thurman Munson, Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter is the all-time leader in hits. Let that sink in. And he's the only player in Yankee franchise history to have over 3,000 hits. That's awesome. I just remember hit number 3,000 against David Price in the Tampa Bay Rays. When he was on the Rays, that curveball, that 3-2 count, got down low. Boom, home run, home run. He was such a stamp in-your-face kind of guy. Now, people want to knock him for being too much of the flair. They, they thought his over-the-shoulder throws to first base were too much pizzazz, when honestly, he was doing things that people just couldn't believe. So I feel like they made a lot of excuses, or they just had to pretend it wasn't real. But guess what? He was as clutch as the stats and clutch the as can moments be. said he was. He dove into the stands multiple times, and obviously uh, the yes. famous one, there's the first one where he kind of catches it and does a little somersault into the stands. Then there was the one where he ran full speed, caught the ball, and had to do a Superman into the second row, kicking his legs, hitting somebody in the face, and comes out bloodied and badgered, and people want to say, oh, he could have slowed down. I don't have time to explain not only the physics but also pretty much the idiocy that is you, and I do not have it in me to try to explain that you're just a hater, and this world needs more love. Derek Jeter was that guy. There, when everyone, especially in our generation, they want to resemble one player, it's Derek Jeter. Yeah, and not only did I wear number two for all sports. Also 22. 22, when I couldn't wear two. You know, football, give me a double Derek, so... Guess what? He's also the password to all my things. If you want to log into anything that is me, try Derek. Or don't. Please don't. Please don't. What are this you is doing? a live video. Why are you giving we away We gained the two views since you I said that. You basically just gave away your password to the public now. Try me. To the seven people that are watching right now. Yes. And so many more. But more than that, uh, Derek Jeter was a way of life. He... Awesome dating resume, by the way. Whoa. Let's just throw some names out there. Uh, Jordana Brewster. Adriana Lima. Jessica Biel. Uh, Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey. Jessica Alba. Whoa. And the list just goes on and on. Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson, yes. I'm trying to refer back to the sporkle you made that you showed me for the first time. I'll get into that in a second. (laughs) Laura Duda. Yes, sporkle, for those of you who don't know. Sporkle is an 
awesome trivia site. It's the most addictive trivia site oh, like ever. Anything. Honestly. Movies, music, sports, natural everything. disasters, anything you want. Any athletes was starting with the letter D. And <laughs> you can be you can log in, create a thing, and like make your own quizzes. And I had three quizzes. I had athletes that started with the letter D, basically Derek Cheater. I yeah. had Derek Cheater's dating resume. And I like that you're doing the finger thing with me. It's kind of funny. Because I did those, because I did all those quizzes. <laughs> he did, with he did. You. He did them to the best of his ability. Uh, they're also very outdated. I made those 10 years ago. Shout out to Sporkle, man. I haven't done a Sporkle in some long, long time. Yeah, and also shout out to those comments, especially one with the Jeter recipe. Hey, somebody commented 10 years ago that this is the most impressive list they've ever seen put together on this website. Now, I thank you, whoever said that, and is blowing smoke way up my behind. But I appreciate it nonetheless. Or he's kissing your ass. <laughs> I'll take it. If he's blowing smoke up or taking a peck on the cheek, I'll take it. On both cheeks, pretty much. I'll there take it. <laughs> I know exactly I what you mean. I need the cheekage. But Derek Jeter, the rest says it all. We don't even have to say it. His stats, he batted, what, 310 in his career, 260 home runs, humble, 1,311 RBIs. Four-time, or four-time, 14-time All-Star. 14-time All-Star. Not to mention, he also has... Five World Series rings. Five. Five. Now, nonetheless, uh, what years were those, James? 1996, 1998, 1999, 2000, and our most recent, 2009. Which was actually some time ago. We're getting old. I know. 11 years. I, was, I think I was starting high school back then. And that was literally the last time I made a sporkle. And yeah. did Sporkle. And I think Sp- for those of you out there who don't know, Sporkle is awesome. If you want to just get bored but also spend some time watching time go by. Work up that trivia. Like I was, what what was I doing? Like I was finding like movies that I didn't have the letter F and I had to figure it out. It was like interesting. Yeah, they'd have the random like movie quizzes and pop culture quizzes. And speaking of pop culture, I'm going to take a quick into The Witcher. Whoa. Because... We were talking about things we've recently watched on Netflix. He watched Aaron Hernandez's documentary. That was really good, by the way. I Ooh. highly recommend that. I noticed that the other day, and at the time, I was like, I'm in the mood for something light. I need to fall asleep right now. I can't watch this heart gut-wrenching thing right now. Well, you know what it is? I will say, say, say this about the Aaron Hernandez things. You learn things that you... Didn't expect. Yeah. As with every story with anybody famous, you know, the the story that comes out to the public is never what actually all the way went down. And we're not allowed and not really, we don't deserve that insight sometimes. But we're so starstruck sometimes. We need to have all the intel. But we know you can't be dumb and follow all the drama and know that everything is what it is. There's got to be other reasons and other stories and manipulations behind it. And, you know, to be honest, that was such a sensitive and dark place to go. And then I remember you said there was something about CTE scans and the brain trauma he had at the concussion. It was, yeah, from all those hits he took to the head. And uh, obviously he played football pretty much his entire life until the end. Yeah. And uh, he, he had the murder thing, murders. Double homicide, and then the Odin Lloyd thing, and then... Yeah. And then bad. jail, and then suicide. So, and Oof. then, uh, well, I, well I, we just summed up the entire Netflix documentary in a span of like 30 seconds. Thusly, I can travel into 
The Witcher. Yes, everyone keeps on talking about The Witcher. So, I personally haven't seen it yet. This is good. This is good because what's going to happen is I'm not going to give anything away, but also I'm going to tell you everything. I'm well, just, because we're the definition of humble pie, you don't give away but, the stuff. So The Witcher, for those of you who do not know, it was a video game. It was books, video game, and beautifully done as a series now on Netflix. Now, the hardest thing that you're going to have to navigate while watching it is the timeline. You're gonna have to very. You have to, it's one of those shows where you have to pay attention. You can't float away, float back. You can't miss a single episode. You're gonna have to sit there, and trust me, you will. It's one of those glue to the couch. And by the way, as the cat scratches at the <laughs> for no for no reason, right? <laughs> He's now. so cute over there. He's so I cute. Know. She's like literally just like going. But Come just on, like just that, stand up. There are beautiful and scary and awesome creatures in The Witcher. The world that's created is. People are going to always make this connection because it's maybe a little too close to Game of Thrones, but it has the monsters. It has the dragons. But Henry Cavill, who obviously uh, Superman was Superman, um, which didn't get a lot of love, that, that movie. But this role, oh my God, the character is going to be beloved by all. And if you don't, just stare deep into those orange eyes and... Fall in love with the man who cannot love, or can he? I'll give you a quick little quibbit. I was about to say, you might have to do that because I don't know anything right now. The deal is, a witcher, these are usually human children that are taken to uh, a bunch of people, basically, uh, grind them into, and I'm not going to give too much away, but they have a little bit of power, uh, magically, and their whole role is to lose the sense of like self and basically just hunt and kill monsters. They're basically mercenaries. So they're basically it sounds they're pretty self explanatory. They're hired hunter killer or killer hunters, if you okay. will. But the chemical uh, potions and stuff they're given to give them powers and give them extended lives and have their he- wounds heal faster, they say it erodes their human emotion or their capability to feel. So, obviously, some of our favorite people that we're fascinated with in the world are serial killers. And we wonder, do they feel, can they feel? And, like, Dexter. Ah! Showtime. What a great example, right? What a great example. And the whole time, you notice, like, with his love life, that you you wanted him to love and be loved and love humans. And you, like, feel, man, feel, other than just killing and it's just something that's unexplainable. It's not like it's kind of somewhat unrealistic too. But in this world with The Witcher, uh, they perfectly gave him a little out, a little chance to feel because he has a love affair. Or it's not really giving too much away, but he has a situation with Yennefer of Vengeberg. And it is she is a, a witch. Um, at first, you meet her, and she's down and out in life. She's got a hump back. She's got a messed up jaw. She, uh, you learn that she has elf blood in her, so it, what screwed up her spine. She's a quarter elf. And you later learn that a dark childhood sometimes turns into a pretty badass revenge-filled adulthood. Whoa! You know me. I'm a huge fan of the, the revenge. It is revenge. And uh, then it, it gets deeper, too. I mean, you know, I'm not giving too much away, but I'll say this. It, it's just... All of a sudden, she thinks revenge is worth it, or thinks being this glorious uh, king's mage is is the path, and she's like, "Mm, I want more. This isn't satisfying me. So, I know I steered this Derek Jeter into The Witcher. Yeah, how do you... 
Dark Cheater, The Witcher. Hmm. But how does that combine? Maybe it's because I'm a little selfish, but maybe a little bit selfish. Maybe you gotta switch it around a little bit. Yeah. I'm a little crazy right now. I did just come back from Philadelphia. Yep. Not from not like it's always sunny in Philadelphia. It but. was very cold, but I had a blast. I met my wife's uncle. Shout out to Joel, if I can say that right. It's Joel, but J-O-E-L, but it's Joel. Joel sounds better. Uh, yeah, yeah. Joel, but uh, Joel, but honestly, Joel Edgerton. If he's wa- if he's watching this, he'll give he'll you tell us what, what his name is. I'm gonna send it to him and give him a little clip of. Yeah. Of what he, he was awesome. He's learning English. He uh, he spoke it very well, and he was an amazing host. Uh, you know, he gave us his bed. And he cooked. He gave me awesome coffee. Um, Brazilian hospitality and even in, you find it in Philadelphia and it was beautiful and fun to have my wife who's been here in the United States away from her family giving her a chance to physically hug and touch and talk to a family member you know it was very important for her and obviously me and it meant a lot and so it was a great trip um, and on the way back we hit the lawyer in New Jersey to figure out the uh, paperwork of this whole documentation but uh, it was a long trip. I'm back, and so that's why I'm being a little selfish right now. Speaking of Jersey, I just watched an episode of The Sopranos yesterday. I'm like saying to myself, I'm like, what a fantastic show that was. You know, you were talking about The Witcher, how you were enjoying it. Yes. You talked about Jersey. I want to talk about an episode of The Sopranos. What episode? Do you remember? Uh, no, it was like it was like closer to like the final season and all that other stuff. Uh, you haven't seen it, have you? No. What I will say is I've seen bits and pieces. I didn't follow the whole narrative. Oh, you got it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. You know, like, the the HBO has put out gold. The Wire, Game of Thrones. I, I mean, tried to watch The Wire. I watched, I watched, like, six episodes, and then it just didn't... Don't tell me you started with season two, though, because season, No, I did not start with season the two. The Ducks. That episode kind of... Or that season kind of... No, I started off with season one like a normal human being. Like you should. Episode one of uh, The Sopranos, I ended up watching, like, ten minutes of it. And it was a long time ago. Uh, one of those things where something happened, I had to leave. But the next moment I saw in Sopranos was they're in like the back of a restaurant. There's somebody standing there. The civilian. They shoot him. Ah, yes. And wrap the body up and then throw it in a trunk. I'm like... Oh, you talking... Oh, this is the first episode? No, no, no. It was like season six, episode four. Who knows? It's like I'm saying I only watched ten minutes of episode okay. one. Okay. And then I randomly watched something in like mid-series. What is wrong with you? And I was like, <laughs> I gotta find out what happened in between. All right, I'll tell you this. I actually started off with The Sopranos starting with season two because season one was not at the library and my dad was telling me after, this was after I watched Goodfellas. He's like, you gotta watch The Sopranos. So I watched The Sopranos from season two. Then they had me jump to season four because season three wasn't in the library. So I was like in a mishmash of season jumping all Mm. over the place. I can't eat. Ooh, ah. That's tough. It is tough. I got to follow the narrative all the way. Oh, it was enjoyable though. From start to finish. thusly, to selfishly bring it back to The Witcher. Okay, fine. You're telling me to watch The Witcher. You're pretty much doing an advertisement right (laughs) now that I have to watch The Witcher. Because I loved it. Because people are so like, it's just Game of Thrones hangover. Nah. Have suspension of disbelief. Give yourself the ability to go to this world and these rules and these characters. But what my point was, what happened to you jumping around timeline-wise, the entire... Inadvertently. Eight, <laughs> the, yeah. In an eight-episode span, 
it spans anywhere from you can't tell from 30 to what it is about a hundred years in the timeline oh jeez and you know these characters sure it's not like time travel like uh no it's not like that but you you first introduced to like the queen and like their daughter i'm like wait a minute didn't she have like a granddaughter you gotta piece it all together by the characters that are still alive just put it that way so i bring it back what were we talking about, Derek Jeter? We were talking about the Jeter. Then you got into all witchery. Then I got into all Tony Soprano-ish. And then... So what happened, Sopranos? So basically the Sopranos... What were you talking about? I don't want to give it away. But what were you bringing it up for? Come on, tell well, me. Well, I, t- I was talking about like how one of my favorite characters was on like all these like old mobster movies. Frank Vincent, he played... uh What the hell was his name? Billy Bats and Goodfellas and all Ooh, those Scorsese movies. Yeah. I just realized he just comes up with like the funniest lines like possible. He's like, I'm not going to say it because we have friendly audience right now I don't want to swear in front of the people in front of the two people there's definitely more than two people right now oh, yeah, come we're, on we're getting some views we're getting some views yeah, is there a zero after that too? Oh my uh, god there is there's not a, there's 11 comments right now though we're courtesy famous. of my friends no we're courtesy back. of my friends right we now we can't get we can't talk about how famous we're I know I know these two people which is my phone and your phone need to keep watching it's definitely not my phone considering James accept who we are whatever we are we are just a couple of schmucks talking baseball, talking pop culture, and we like to jump around sometimes, and we want to keep it exciting, but listen, what's most important right now is that Derek Jeter is got, in the Hall of Fame. Got into the Hall of Fame. Pretty much. 99.7%. He was literally one vote away from AKA, being yeah, unanimous. AKA 396 votes out of 397. I will say this. I did not expect him to be... Unanimous. I did not either. Uh, However, though, I did not expect him to be one vote shy of being unanimous I, either. You know, I know that one guy didn't know he was going to be the one guy, but oh, I bet on. you 396 people said to themselves, I'm not going to be the one guy. No. But, of course, with rating and everything and opinions, it's like... But I looked at that card of all their names. Okay, Barry Bonds, I get you. But what was that? Jose... Jose Valverde? Yeah. I'm uh, like, good... God, and then there's Adam Dunn, and then Adam Dunn, the guy who either hit bombs or struck out, and then the, and then I saw one and someone signed up for Paul Canerco. I'm like, okay, okay. I kind of understand. I, him. I like it. Paul Canerco. I get it. He had that little like World Series yeah. uh, White Sox thingy. Billy Wagner. Yeah, but it's like Josh Beckett. If all those guys are on there, like Bobby Abreu. If you have ten votes out of whatever thirty or thirty five that there are to vote on, I feel like the how could you not have I, Jeter as one of your ten? I feel like the Hall of Fame just voting itself is just getting diminished more and more each time because you look at the players we got right now who strikes you as a hall of famer like adrian beltre i mean that's playing right now yeah or, or well, the I next, know wave. Tough. Well, next wave that's what i meant to say yeah i don't know man like yeah no like but it's jeter because it's like even if it's the next wave it's jeter like who, who else pops out in who that else age pops group? up literally in the same conversation as jeter miguel cabrera Adrian Beltre. And they're all yes with a little comma, but yeah. you know, at the end of the day, he's in and just Gitarian esque, he doesn't give a crap. No, he's like, oh yeah, I'm just happy to make it in. You know, I didn't think I was gonna make it in when I first started. I am, That's what he said. I am gonna do a little call out to Chris Cody of the Dan Lebetard show. Whoa! Because a couple months back they jokingly said, you know, he has a Hall of Fame vote and he waves it around like it's his it's his big uh, claim to fame, but honestly, he's hilarious. Him and his son uh, on that show. He comes on basically every Tuesday or whenever he wants to. And he's, <laughs> he does this se- uh, section called Back in My Day, and he ranks on, like, diners, 
to breakfast, uh, you know, I for music, whatever he th- how it used to be versus how it is. He's yeah. an eloquent writer when he's trying, and he's at the end of his very long and tenured and well done career. And the boys, uh, Stu and Dan Levitard, they make fun of him. Stu Gotts, they uh, they love it. And Mike and uh, God, I love that show. But want to do a little shout out because Chris Cody, if it was you who didn't do the vote, shame on you. You should actually hype that and become famous off of it because <laughs> that's what he's gonna do. But I highly doubt he had the balls to actually do that. I don't have the balls to do something like that. Then again, that. he like, did break Dan Lebitard's wedding news on the air before Dan even wanted anybody to know. So he could be that guy to do it. Don't be that guy. And all he really does is just do, do stuff to get Stu Gotts to laugh <laughs> in the corner there. God, I love that show. Anywho. Are we trying to resemble, resemble that show a little bit? The Dan Lebitard show? You know what? Honestly, the reason why I love that show the most is because... They are an ESPN and Disney product, but they are so break the fourth wall and call themselves out. They don't want to be just another sports regurgitate the garbage you've already heard See, drama the, show. Yeah, that's the reason. See, I thought I was the guy with the sports knowledge, but that's why you got to show a little bit of variety. Variety, right? but also goofiness. Like, abil- <laughs> ability to call yourself out when you screw up. You're like They are the opposite of... Square shoulders, pronunciation. They literally love when there's errors and typo, you know, and and reading the the calls and whatever it is, they hype it. Hence the reason why Rewind. I did the. Hence the reason why I did the Joel Embiid impersonation. Stuff like that. Whenever yeah. it naturally comes out, they always have it on duck deck. Doc, deck. Whoa, ready to play it in slow motion, make a song behind it. They're very creative off the creative off their errors. So thusly, there really are no errors with that show because their mistakes end up being the funniest parts of the show. So I do idolize, and obviously we're not trying to mimic exactly what they're doing, but like you said, we're trying a little variety. We're trying to not just be another sports regurgitate what you already heard 5,000 times. Heavily influenced is probably the word, is probably the wording that you want. Yeah, I feel heavily influenced by Dan and his heavily body. Ah, that was a terrible joke. But... When I first heard the show and I heard Stu Gotts' voice, it was actually the thing that pulled me in. It, it's what got me, you know, I was just going through my life, the gray of the day. And Stu Gotts' voice, before I knew what he looked like, by the way, it's what pulled me in first. And it just sounded like a guy who just doesn't care and he's admitting it and he has his schemes and he's funny and his, his daughters are embarrassed of him and he takes his shirt off and his belly flops out and he jumps and does a cannonball in the water and his kids cry and they want to go home. That's the, literally the story that was playing when it pulled me in. And ever since then, that like five, six years ago, I am a like, oh, lover and follower of that show. So then this show that we have here is happening and we, we try, you know? We're on episode number 44, brother. How about that? Literally, we started at like this same exact time last year, I think. Yes, and so many things were different. A lot of things were different. <laughs> we, were, we were doing this show in a bar. Yes, my bar. Literally, no camera, just this with a laptop. And <laughs> times have seriously changed after that. And listen, we know that sometimes there's weeks where there's not much to say, and sometimes there's a lot to talk about. Like, we could have talked NFL today. We you know? could have. We could we could have said what an incredible run by the Titans. Great run by the Titans. And against the Tipper Cap to the Titans. Of course, I have to say. But I feel like that sums that up. 
My prediction was right, though. And it was. And also, it would have been nice to see Aaron Rodgers uh, in the Super Bowl again. But the 49ers are just too good. They're way better. And that sums up the NFL talk. And also... See you in Miami. That's all we have to say. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been nice to see Ryan Tannehill go back to Miami with a uh, yeah, World Series. That would have been the biggest World like, Series a Super Bowl. Opportunity. That would that would have been the biggest middle finger to Miami. Miami. <laughs> I wonder if they would have booed or cheered. You gotta cheer for the guy. Come I mean, on. you gotta, but like, it's not his fault that his fans team... are just fans. They're just like bad but it's feelings. Not, drunk. It's not his fault that his team sucked. We know, but like they don't. They don't know that. They want my point. They, they might, gotta blame it on somebody. They might boo. They just might boo. You know what? I I won't. Boo. Let's make it a poll question. Oh yes, because it's honestly the least important what if of all time because he lost and isn't even in. Of but, course, but yeah, but you gotta answer. We're gonna the make, we're gonna make right this now. poll question. If Ryan Tannehill was able to go march the Titans into Miami, Miami for the Super Bowl, do you think he would have been booed or cheered for, revered or hated? What do you guys think? What do y'all think out there? What do y'all think? Anywho. That wraps up this week's episode. How about that? That was a very fast-paced episode number 44. Yeah, very fast-paced. We talk Jeter, you know, time slips away. Oh, yeah, but the problem is when you talk about Jeter, sometimes you just fall away into the haze, and you kind of miss him because it's literally been five years since he put on a Yankee uniform. It has been been five years since Jeter. Yeah, I know. 2014. You know, it's been interesting trying to find a new leader, but we have the judge, you know. You got the Glaber. The Glabes. You got... Gary, or yeah, you know the, the you know the leaders. They're trying to new the new core, but uh, it's going to be tough to replace replace that with the captain at the helm, Derek Jeter. I know. So we appreciate you listening. Uh, where can they find us? You can find us on Twitter at Life Pinstripes. You can find us on Instagram Life and Pinstripes. You can find us on CloverCrestMedia.com/slash Life and Pinstripes. Easy, right there. You can find us on any podcast platform. You can find us on YouTube and also the wonderful world of Facebook. Yeah. There you go. Problem solved. Thank you for listening. This was another fun episode. I'm TJ Stolzenberg. James Evan here. Never forget to rock and or roll.